Anyone remember Nigel's read it twice today? What the scripture is that we're reading? James 5. Yeah, so James 5. So it's really interesting because James, the book of James, is very much the how-to book. Yeah, of the, of the New Testament, it gives us very practical instruction on how to live the Christian life. So it's very pragmatic, very practical, um, and it deals with just about everything I think that we deal with in our modern society, and actually perhaps some very current things. So it deals with things like prejudice, um, judging others, dealing with conflict. It helps us through the trials of life, like how, what is our approach to a trial or, or things that we are going through if there's suffering or hardship. Um, it really speaks to us about improper speech, and that can range across all sorts of things, yeah? Um, and I think we, we hear so much improper speech uh, from our leaders, yeah, that lot, um, all the way down to um, what we hear on the street, on the trains, in our workplaces. There's a lot of improper speech, but I'm not making a judgment to say this is right and that's wrong. Yeah? <laughs> but we just hear a lot of improper speech, slagging people off, tearing people down. Um, but I am, however, very pleased that the Jeremy Carl show has been cancelled. <laughs> okay, I have to say that. And because um, I just found it just ugh, creepy. So... Um, and importantly, and this really touched me this week because I think it's a lesson I've, I've had to learn again and again and again. This is my hamster wheel, is um, about leaving God out of our plans. Um, so James is really good. I would say it's sort of the, the, the uh, it stood the test of time as the self-help book. Yeah, so you don't have to go and buy um, from the stores. You can just read the book of James and it's, it's very good. So let's just pray. So Father God, we we thank you for your word. We thank you um, for the worship team today and the sung worship and the prayers that that have gone up last night before the service and during the service. And we just quieten our hearts and our spirits and our minds and we just know that we are in your presence, Father. This is all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. As Paul said, you are so worth it. So, Lord, would you just bless the meditation of my heart. Just anoint my lips. And touch every single soul here today with something that is pertinent and personal in your name, Jesus. Amen. Right, so let's just go back through um, the scripture. So James 5. Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He's to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore to one the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. 
and if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer. And I've actually got a version that says the fervent, effective and fervent prayer of a righteous man, person, can accomplish much. So that's our scripture. Just very quickly, I'd like to to break it up um, and look at different elements of it. The anointing oil, yeah? Um, Big topic. In the Old Testament, the anointing oil was used specifically for kings and priests, and it was to consecrate them and to sort of commission them into their role, yeah? But in the New Testament, the anointing oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, but it's also to remember that in, in, in the day, back in the day, and in fact still today, if you're into um, aromatherapies and all of that, oil is the basis of a lot of medicinal um, treatment. Yeah. So there's this sort of, you can imagine if James, if that is what he was living with, um, that is perhaps why oil is so associated with anointing yeah, and for healing in the New Testament, but equally it is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And in fact, um, I love my oils. You know, people now carry the oils around, and there are two particular reasons. One was, where's Frida? Um, years ago, we were outside Jane's house after a home group meeting, and we were crossing the street. And as we crossed, as in the middle of the road, yeah, about 10 o'clock at night, I don't know if you can remember, we were enveloped by this pocket of perfume. There's my witness. Yeah? And we sort of stepped out of the pocket and it went away. Now, we're in the middle of the road, dancing in the road outside Jane's house. We step back and there was this pocket of perfume. We step out. <laughs> there wasn't a road bu- rose bush in sight. There was nothing there. And, I mean, we, I think we were like bouncing in and out of this pocket of, so I've just got this whole thing about perfumes and the, the sort of rose of Sharon and, and um Jesus and the Holy Spirit manifests a lot in my life through smell, yeah, the smell of the Holy Spirit. Um, secondly, one day um, we, we'd been on the street preaching, and we can get very religious about anointing oil. We can get very religious about saying, you know, you're an elder, you're the guy who keeps the oil under lock and key, no one else touches it, okay? And, and I've seen that. I've seen it work like that in churches and, um, yeah, so... um, Myra and I had been on the street. We'd been doing the prayer on the street. We'd been asked to go and see Mark, um, somebody who was um, terminal. We'd asked to go and see. So Myra and I, like marching up through Forest Hill, we were praying as we went because, um, you know, we were were both a bit silly and we were going into a very serious situation. And and as we uh, um, came near to Mark's house, I, um, I said, oh, my hands feel like wet, you know, and I was doing this. And I looked, and my hands were covered in oil. And I was like, oh, my word, that supernatural stuff of God is happening. Like, how do we deal with this? And just incredible. Um, And, I I mean, I've never experienced it again. (laughs) But it was quite awesome um, that we could walk into this house with such a tangible feeling that God was with us and that the Holy Spirit was with us. He went on to live, I think, six years. Hey, Praise God. Yep. Um, and his whole family was saved. They were baptized. Just awesome. So there we go. So we can get very religious about the oil. And I'm saying, let's not do that. 
Yeah? Let's not do that. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. This whole thing about the elders. Come to the elders for praying. Right? So this could be people of advanced years. Yeah? I color my hair so one does not see the gray. Some are naturally gray. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, when he's talking about this, we have those people who are older. um, And we also have those who hold positions in the church. So what we would know as elders, leaders. um, I have a sense that it's actually about come to those who have faith and who perhaps are more mature. But again, when I've seen, when we've been out in the street praying for people, I've actually seen newborn Christians praying for people and people being healed. Yeah, so let's not be too religious about the older thing. Um, Confessing our sins, you know, very much, it's about taking time. Taking time um, to share our confession and just to clear the deck before we speak to people. Just clear the deck of our prejudice. And, and often, I, this is something I've dealt with this week, sometimes we make mistakes and the devil comes at you that you have sinned. Actually, it's not a sin, it's a mistake. You've made an error of judgment. Yeah. So about confessing our sins, just taking time out, clearing the deck. You know, every night, just say, Lord, I'm sorry I said this, I did that. Clear the deck. Um, keep that short account with the Lord. Where you need to go and apologize, where you need to eat humble pie, go and do it. And I'm going to have to do that tomorrow morning, by the way, um, an error of judgment. Um, but there we go. So now we come on to effective and fervent prayer. Um, again, we can get very religious about this. But what came to mind is this is about praying with your heart and meaning it. Yeah? Um, mean it and believe it. Just just get in there with your heart. Um, there, there are lots of stories in the Bible. I mean, we, we've got the woman banging on the door at night um, and not letting go. We've got her that is fervent. It's like, whoa, you've got to listen to me. We've got those guys on the street shouting out, Jesus, have mercy. Yeah, and the disciples are saying, shh, stop it. Leave the man alone. And they're not having it. They're shouting out, Jesus, have mercy. And they say, stop it, you're making a noise. You see, to me, that's the fervent prayer. Yeah. Jesus, have mercy. That's fervent. That's saying, you know, the guys who who brought their friend and broke through the ceiling and dropped their friend down for healing. That's fervent to me. That's a prayer of the heart. They're believing it. They're doing it. To me, that's fervency. Yeah. Um, the other one is, is uh, the, the woman um, who'd been bleeding and she goes through the crowd and she just grabs the hem of the garment. To me, that's the fervent prayer. Yeah? We don't have to be overly religious, but it's about here, the heart, that we mean it and we believe it. Yeah? Coming to the righteous person. Um, Psalm 106 says, how blessed are those who keep justice and practice righteousness at all times. And this, again, is about living in a way that is pleasing to God. Honest, kind, helpful, obedient, considerate, 
loving, and respecting each other. But you see, our sinful nature, our natural person, our earthly nature gets in the way of that. I mean, I've shared here, I used to have a lot of, um, I had temper problems. I've had, I used to love my pity parties, yeah? And it gets in the way of being righteous. Because when I'm looking inward and feeling, oh, so sorry for myself, I'm then not aware of what's going on around me. I'm not considerate of other people because it's all about me, yeah? It gets in our way. You see, Ephesians 6 verse 3 says, um, and it reminds us to put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may withstand. What really struck me was the second piece of armor is the breastplate of righteousness. And this really fascinated me because there are three instances in the Bible where the breastplate is put on. Yeah? It doesn't say righteousness rises up from within. Yeah? It says righteousness is put on. The picture I had all through the week was about the priestly breastplate in the Old Testament. It was attached to a tunic-like garment with gold chains and cord. Um, There were four rows of three engraved gems. Each gem in a gold setting, and each gem represented the tribe of Israel, a tribe of Israel, the 12 tribes. This um, this whole garment, this breastplate, could either be seen as the garment of judgment, the garment of guidance, but it was meant for the holies of holies. As the high priest, who had been anointed by oil, yeah, would put on this gear, he would have on his chest the breastplate with the 12 tribes, the gems, the names of the tribes, and he would go through a process of entering into the Holy of Holies. He would bring before, and um, what's his name? Shunu um, preached about it two Sundays ago, about the covenant, the Ark of the Covenant. And the priest would come before the Holies of Holies, would come into the presence of God, with these names, with these gems on his heart, his breastplate. And it was there for the atonement of sin. It was there to seek counsel and guidance. But you see, also if you look in Revelation, all these gems are mentioned in the wall of the New Jerusalem. But you see, Jesus is our high priest Jesus is an embodiment of that Old Testament high priest. Hebrews 2 says, we have a great high priest who is in heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Hebrews 7.25, he always lives to make intercession for us. Hebrews 8, we have a high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of God. Paul says that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, but that which is the, um, the faith in Christ, 
the righteousness which is from God by faith. And this breastplate, the high priest of the Old Testament before the holies of holies, Christ Jesus, our, our Lord, our Savior, died. His blood was shed for the atonement of mankind, humankind. And he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He is our righteousness. He is our covering. So that we can have fervent and effective prayers. It has very little to do with us. It has very little to do with us. I love this concept and the thought of Jesus before the throne with my name written on his heart, that I am a gemstone on his breast as he goes before the Father. And it's all of us. We pray that, that our names are written on the palm of his hand. So these three breastplates, the Old Testament, then the living, resurrected Christ as our high priest who is there interceding, who commands all of heaven's armies, who oversights the riches of heaven. He's so worth it. And he's there, he's got our names. And daily, we can put on this breastplate of righteousness. It's not about us. It's about being clothed in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. He lives within us, yeah, so that we can do the stuff to pray for each other. But with this, Hebrews 4.16 let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And you see, we can do this because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. So when we have our fervent prayers, when we need healing, when we need encouragement, when we need answers to dilemmas, when we need forgiveness, when we need restoration, we can come boldly. We put on that breastplate, which is Christ Jesus. We are clothed, robed in him. And we can then come boldly before the throne. You know, we may not feel we are good enough to pray for each other. We may feel weak in our faith. Perhaps we are tired. Perhaps we are worn down by the cares of the world. Perhaps our circumstances are overwhelming and feel crushing and your spirit feels crushed. Perhaps we are facing Life-threatening illnesses. Perhaps we are facing long-term sickness. But you see, we can take on that breastplate. 
we can cover ourselves in Christ's righteousness and we can come before the throne. We've learnt over this series, if we stand in agreement, things happen. We've seen that, we've evidenced it, we've witnessed it. But you see, it's about Jesus. He paid the price. He intercedes on our behalf. He is our righteousness. He is our anointed high priest. And because of him, we can put on this breastplate. We can come before him boldly to pray effective and fervent prayers. We'd like to just spend some time of reflection. I wonder if you could just put that song up again. Hmm? He knows. This song is basically <laughs> the preach. <laughs> yeah, all my notes. Um, and the only thing I said to um, Luke was, I keep getting this picture about the priest and his breastplate. Okay? God weaves things together. And this is it. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. He's here with us. I am going to ask that we just take a few minutes. Let's walk through this chapter now and physically do it. Just sit quietly. What I am going to ask, though, if you get a word of knowledge, um, so that's suddenly a pain somewhere in your body or a picture of a kidney, which I had last night, by the way. So anyone with a kidney problem, love to pray for you. Um, if you could just share that with Nigel. So word of knowledge as we sit quietly, um, specifically for healing. Um, I just think there's power in those pictures and those words of, of knowledge, yeah? Um, so if you have a word of knowledge, if you have a scripture, um, a vision, a picture, please just share them with Nigel because that we can pray into specifically as well. What we're going to do is have this time of reflection. Just speak to Jesus now. Um, these shortcomings, the mistakes of the week, um, yeah, if there's been sin, Tell him about it and ask him to forgive. Just tell him, be open where you're at in life. Are you low, depressed, happy? Maybe you're in trouble. You need healing. Just tell him now. <laughs> 